Hey Bryce, did you hear Katana Zero is now finally classified here in Australia? Oh, fantastic. That's great news. I'm glad they're finally listening to us. Yeah, but it doesn't look like Sharon down the road's too happy about it. Kids! Kids, get inside! Quick! There's another violent video game on the loose! Mom! Mom, it's fine! No, no, it's not! Get inside! What's up everybody, welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by 120 Power Star rating, and the doors to episode 98 are open. I'm your host Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is one of the seven Digidestin, Bryce DeWitt. It's all because of them Tamagotchi re-releases. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, Bryce just showed me that they're re-releasing like the Digimon Tamagotchi, which is... 20th anniversary, by the way. Are they 20 years old? They are 20 years old. Was it 2000? It was 2003 when I had my Digimon Tamagotchi. Yeah. And that was that was basically like the lead into getting my Game Boy and becoming like a huge nerd as far as gaming goes. So <laughs> that's that's it's a pretty special thing for me, anyway. Yeah. That is for me. And that's too. how we that's how we became friends because I remember you were. Um, I was with Adam and Jordan, and I was like, "Is there any other kids around here we can like battle with and stuff?" And they pointed over to like you know yourself, Thomas, and like whoever was in that group at the time. Yeah, and that's how we become friends. So yeah, yeah that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get together, battle Digimon. You're immediately friends. Yeah, that's, that's how it, it works. Yeah, exactly. And I was saying before, I remember killing your Digimon and feeling bad about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's alright. It's okay because I'll pop a cap for. For my Digimon. That sounds so weird now, these pull, pull cap... Um... Yeah, they're getting rid of them. They are, are they? Yeah, well, I mean, if you... Okay, so, little, <laughs> little context. They can't dry bottles. They they changed the caps on them because they thought it was a good idea to try and bring back uh, pull ring tops again. Well, they were wrong because people started slicing their fingers up and shit. And I'll be honest, I don't know how you'd slice your finger up, but... Well, just people you got to be a bit careful. you got to be a bit more careful. It's not just a twist, uh, uh, twist uh, bottle like it used to be. Crown caps are just better. They're the superior yeah. things. I, I, I agree, just because... Because instead of getting the... Ch- you, go, you, know, well, you heard the sound, I have to redo it. But yeah, yeah no. So, yeah, so... Anyway, this is a Nintendo podcast. This isn't a Digimon Tamagotchi or Carlton Dry podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, On the show, we're going to be talking about uh, a bit more about Detective Pikachu, how it's uh, still performing well at the box office. The Books Oofus. Yeah, it's doing so, really well at the Books Oofus. Yeah, it's doing very well at the Books Oofus, as yeah. Bryce said. Uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, there's been a little bit of an upgrade, we can see from a, a screenshot of Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, how Nat- uh, Nintendo Switch is doing in Japan, and... Uh, much more, but Bryce, um, I just want to bring up that uh, in the f- in the sort of near future, I want to start doing some community nights with uh, members of the community, especially in our Discord. Well, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Every time, yeah. I-, I mean, I brought that up ages ago, but we yeah. just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, it's one of those things. It- it's it's life, man. It's life. Mm. You know, it is. Like I, I want to get around to organising all these things, but life just keeps happening. Yeah, but now we might be able to. Yeah. So um this is this is nothing's organized yet. This is just what we're thinking that like the night of uh E th- or Nintendo's director E three, so our time it will be um their direct is one o'clock Wednesday morning on the twelfth. Yeah. So on the lead up to that we're gonna be doing a 
hopefully going to be doing like a community night over on uh, one of our Twitch channels, whoever um, wherever we are, I guess. Yeah. You can easily set it up. Yeah, it'll probably probably start late at night, I would say. Because mm. what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and um, get a family all good to go and all that shit and then hopefully come here and we'll, we'll start something up. So uh, you want to come here for E3 uh, this well, year? Is well, that the plan? Or? Presumably. I mean, you've you've got work to do the next day. I can take that day off. It's not a big deal okay. for me. So, so I remember last year we did it at your place so you can, uh, you know, cook tea and all that, do all that fun stuff. All that mumbo jumbo, yeah. And Jade also had work that night whereas the situation now is sort of like, eh, well, yeah. two kids and... One wakes up really easy, so probably just be easier to do it here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. E- easier then. Organizational things on the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, probably easiest way just to keep up to date with that is just the House of Mario on Twitter or myself, at iDruby on Twitter. See, see what's going on, see what the plans are. Yep, yep. Anyway, Bryce, let's get into the news. Um, the news. The news. The news. You always like a, you like your wordplay, just instead of news, it's news, or Drew, it's Boo, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> that's funny because you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny when someone's right. So, Bryce, uh, Detective Pikachu uh, is number one at the interna- international box office for the second weekend in a row. The international book office, yes. Yes, ah uh, ha ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did it again, folks. He is a funny lad. Yeah. Um. So... Detective Pikachu has been nothing of a success uh, for the second weekend in a row. The movie has topped the international box office. Detective Pikachu received fifty-three million eight hundred thousand. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It takes a long time to say numbers, but it, it made a, a lot of money in the millions. In a, so that was in foreign the markets. Multi millions, yeah. Mm. And since launch earlier this month, Detective Pikachu has <laughs> earned uh, two hundred eighty-seven million dollars worldwide. Yep, that's nuts. So it's quarter away to a billion, Drew. Yeah. That's yes. a lot of money. Yes, that's uh, it's getting there, getting to the billion. It's mm, mm. a lot of money. Yeah. So there will be a sequel, whether we like it or not, which we do. We Don't, do like it. We've already known there is one. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've already said something about it. So, but even if it, even if they weren't, there definitely will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's I mean money, you know. Yeah. And I mean, um, just thinking about it, like. When it comes to video game adaptions, and I did put this out on Twitter, but like most of them almost always get pandered ridiculously. Yeah. And the highest rated one to this day that is a video game movie adaption was actually Rampage, um, <laughs> which was the mo- probably the most recent adaption before Detective Pikachu of a video game mm. to a movie. But as somebody said, uh, it's like a shot. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Dylan said it's a shining gem on top of a mountain of doo-doo. And it's like, yes, and then most of that doo-doo was created by Uwe Boll, who ruins anything he touches. So, there we go. Mm. If you've heard of a video game adaption into a movie, it's probably done by Uwe Boll, and it's probably garbage. Just taking, like, IP that's, you know, well-known and just... Oh, just massacre the shit out of it. Just... Yeah, he does yep. that with like every single goddamn movie he makes. Mm. He just he just wants to see it cash in because it's a market where it's like anybody that's a fan of that game will be like, "I'll oh, watch that." You know? Yeah. All those Rampage fans just wanting a narrative and a movie experience. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, cuz Rampage was, you know, full of story being a, 
good old game on like i think it was like the fucking snes or the dreamcast or some shit yeah i, l- I love the um the fact that it's like uh all right it's you know it's got a big a big uh monster in it uh what can we do let's bring the rock in it's an action movie yeah let's go i actually <laughs> like the movie though like that yeah. was that was not a bad movie i thought it was great um, I, haven't, I haven't watched it yet oh it's on netflix i'm pretty sure yeah so rampage is actually pretty good I should, um i should give it give it a give it a whirl yeah i mean i mean just just imagine there's like three or four titanic monsters fighting in a mass in a city and they're just destroying the shit out of it and you know it's just like it's basically like king kong but with more damage yeah you know a lot more rampage yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. look look <laughs> look look i can do it too <laughs> thanks mate <laughs> Oh, I'm done now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> enough. Uh, so, Bryce, uh, there was a, a splat fest, which I didn't even know was still going in Splatoon. I thought that... Um, no, no, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew it was going. I knew it was going because I pay attention to Splatoon news. Oh, well. In 2019. Apparently, apparently I don't. I should. I, I really like Splatoon. I would like to go back to it. I just uh, yeah. haven't. Yeah. I'm the same. Um, so... Right. So the the most recent uh, splat fest uh, it pitted t- uh, time time travel against uh, teleportation and teleportation one zero nil no no three nil sorry yeah zero <laughs> zero yeah, nil, three nil. <laughs> I I I kind of expected this with this splat fest because the amount of people that would have joined uh, the teleportation team would have been ins- like insane. Just because of the general rule of if you if you go back in time and mess with something, then you could change the future forever, right? Like that's that's the thing in everybody's mind. So why would you pick time travel? You could you, well, you could use time travel to teleport. You could use well, like yeah. maybe, maybe, kinda, maybe. I mean, it won't be convenient for you, but for everyone else, there's a lot will. of there's a lot of things you could do with time travel. Like you could time travel back, and you could go and kill Hitler or something. But you don't know what kind of an effect that's. going to Yeah, no, it sounds sounds dangerous, Bryce. I wouldn't I wouldn't muck around with that stuff. And it's very dangerous. Yeah, it's pretty um, dangerous. Like teleportation, you know, getting all your all your fibers and that to all like, you know, get back together once you've gone to the place you want to be. That's dangerous too. But if you ever thought it might not work like that, it might be like a it might be like a portal. You step into the portal and mm. it basically just shrinks the size of Earth until you get to your destination, and then you yeah. go, pop. Yeah, well, we won't know until we talk to a scientist. We really should have brought a scientist on this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we need we need Elon Musk or something. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about t- teleportation and why did teleportation beat time travel in the recent Splatfest? Uh, we need we need to know these answers. Yeah, it's going to be like a History Channel documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next up. Um, Animal Crossing, Pocket Camp, and Fire Emblem Heroes have been pulled from Belgium because of the uh, the recent sh- changes in their laws of uh, like loot boxes and microtransactions. Not surprising. Yeah, so Animal Crossing, Pocket Camp, and Fire Emblem Heroes have been turned into a slow-burning success for Nintendo since their uh, releases. However, these games are from, far from invincible. As a response... Uh, to the recent crackdown on microtransactions and loot boxes in Belgium, Nintendo has decided to end support in the areas for the for its two of its most popular mobile games, Final Fantasy Heroes and Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Uh, the company has also stated that future games with similar revenue models will not be released in Belgium. And that includes Dragalia Lost. Yeah. That's really sad. That is sad. That's like... 
when these rules come in, like, you know, the peak of, like, the yeah, the microtransaction, the loot box fiasco, like, back in 2017 when EA was just... Well, not just EA, but that they're a prime example with um, the Battlefront games and all that, how they were just sort of, like, really taking a lend of its customers and user base with trying to get as much money out as possible. Yeah. Like, when these laws come in, it's like, yes, good, don't allow that. But, like, sort of the the way um, these games are using microtransactions, it's really not that bad. Well, questionable. Um, and, well, the thing the thing is with, like, a loot box in um, a Battlefront game, you know, you're, you're buying at full price, you're $60, you, even if it's on sale, you might be paying $50, and you, you want to play the multiplayer, and to actually be good at it, you need to be putting more money into it. Whereas this, at least, at least it is free initially. I guess, yeah, yeah. I I would I would I would argue that a lot of gacha systems, gacha expert here by the way. I play so many of the fucking games. Um, I would actually argue that a lot of gacha gacha games do their games incredibly, um, money hungry. Yeah, yeah. Dragalia Lost, as I probably brought to many people's attention before, <laughs> is actually probably one of the better ones. Um, in terms of like usability. The top the, the top tier character in any list at the moment is a four star character, so it's not even something that like appears on like a zero point five percent chance. Like it it, it yeah. comes up sort of thing, and then like three star characters are seeing their way in new content, and they're characters that you get literally like ninety percent of the time when mm. you when you're getting things. So it's it's sort of like really, um, Dragali lost a super generous in that regard. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. I've learned if you want to compete, you have to have like 10 copies of a unit. Um, So you can merge them into one and increase their stats by plus 10 level. And that is a lot, a lot more money demanding than it sounds. So yeah, if you want to be the best at Fire Emblem Heroes, you really have to dump money into Mm. it. And as for, as for Pocket Camp, I can't imagine they'd be, I'd, I'd imagine that's just purely cosmetic. Yeah. You buy like leaf tickets and you can sort of speed up, you know, renovations and, Things oh, like right, that. Yeah. Th- th- things like that. <clears throat> and yeah. There. Um, this article from Nintendo Enthusiast also brings up that like other developers, they've uh, they've gone into their games to sort of change the microtransactions and the things you can spend your money on to sort of better suit the rules in Belgium, whereas Nintendo has taken the route just to be like, nah, just take it all off, like just remove the support altogether. Well, because at, at, at the same time, you know, that's development costs and timing to change all of that shit. And it's unfair to the rest of the world that are like, why can't we have that? Mm. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like, you know what? I'd love to be able to grind just to get X character. That'd be that'd be fantastic. I wouldn't have to pay money to, you know, do it for them. It's like, so why can't we do that? And like I said, in the face of something like Dragalia, where you get premium cur- currency, in quotations, all the time, you know, there's not really any point... Yeah, but yeah. It, it's still counted as a gambling system in its own right, so mm. makes it makes it kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah, well, so sorry, Belgium. Sorry that you get to miss out on one of the best fucking mobile games on the market. Yeah, well, I guess I'll have to um set up a proxy and <laughs> well, they probably <laughs> keep, keep it going. Yeah, it, it wouldn't really be that hard. I mean, people in Australia were playing Dragalia Lost before release as well as I've as I've come to find out. Oh, they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because all you had to do was just um, use the American APK 
and then go yeah. from there. It, it really wasn't that big of a deal. It it really makes me question as to why they released that game as they did. They're like, oh, hey, there's in Japan and America, and now we're not going to release it for another country for a couple months. Hmm. They do that, and then six months later, they're like, here's six countries! Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Especially, like, Australia seems to get the game first, just because it's a small nation and it's easy to sort of, uh, like, test the waters with well, the software. What we did with um, the uh, latest Pokemon one, too. Yeah, yeah. We got it first, but, like, something like Dragalia, for some reason, ended up six months later here. Yeah. Like, just, I, I'm really confused at how that works. Just odd, yeah. It's really strange. Hmm. But, oh, well. Yeah. Can't do nothing about that. Um, moving on, uh, there's been a screenshot that's revealed that uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield the, the graphics have uh, improved a little bit. So, Hooray. so this this isn't this isn't really news as such. You know, a game in development is being developed on and looks better. Wow, like wow, exactly. But it is interesting just to bring up. So, um, a Pokemon news site Cerebi has recently reported that uh, Sword and Shield. Uh, will feature trainer customization. This isn't too surprising as customization has been around since uh, Pokemon X and Y, but the announcement revealed something else. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, you, oh, this is like a, cl- a clothing brand. U in Q L O. Uniqlo and the Pokemon Company recently held a t-set, t-shirt designing contest. The winning shirt, themed around Magikarp and Gyarados, was then announced as an in-game item in Sword and Shield. The two companies released some screenshots to show off the t-shirt in-game. Uh, people soon began analysing the new screenshot and they noticed uh, areas where the graphics were improved. The game researcher... Um, the game researcher N Fade then made a handy gift to demonstrate the changes. So, I've shown I've just shown you the gift before. You can see like little um, it's basically like a picture of the uh, like the the female character in front of her house at the very start of the trailer, and you can just see that like all the plants and the grass and bits of the windows and all that are just like got more detail in them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it really not much news but if people were looking at it going oh it looks like looks like you know the 3DS game still not much of an improvement as far as uh, graphics and that go you know the game is still being developed on it's still got you know a few months before it's gonna go gold so yeah not too much worry in the graphics department like personally I didn't I thought the graphics looked fine <coughs> initially anyway yeah it looked pretty yeah so it looked really pretty the fact that you know still working on the uh, visual side of it that's good absolutely yeah and this is the big one, Bryce. Uh, the Nintendo Switch has now outsold the PlayStation 4 in Japan. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. so Holy crap. Yeah. You like, think about that. You think about that for a minute. Holy shit. Well, it's been out... The PlayStation 4... Well, it's been out three years less than the PlayStation 4. Yes. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. And e- even when you're like, oh, but, you know, Japan, it's all about, you know, handhelds over there and... All that it's still like you know the PlayStation Four. It's still a PlayStation console, which lots of uh, Japanese gamers you know buy for Persona Five. And- I was actually reading something on that. Um, to be honest, uh, a lot a lot of people that are living in Japan abroad, coming from United States, Australia, stuff like that, etc. Um, a lot of them have commented that actually, it's not as widespread as you think. Like handheld gaming. Uh, in itself isn't the only reason people are consuming the only like method people are consuming video games in Japan for because mm. they're just like they're like trams are tight and stuff like that there's always people on them there's not enough room to sit and play something like the Switch yeah it's just convenient 
Um, and the thing is, is like when you stack up between a PlayStation and a Nintendo console in general, they're both giants in Japan. Like they're huge. Yeah. Because PlayStation has such a big grip on like anime-esque games and all that stuff. It really appeals to sort of otaku culture, all that. But the Switch is just such a convenient console. Um, and it's not because people are on the move or whatever. It's it's just easier to have in their own home. Yeah, yeah. Which is really strange. Like, I, I, I initially thought that, yes, it was because of Japan's big bustling lifestyle. Apparently, Japanese consumers just really like it. Mm. And I mean, I guess so. They, I guess they would. Yeah, well, I guess it was the same with the PlayStation Vita as well. Like, that was being kept alive by, um, like, the Japanese. Like, you know, games were still coming out yeah. for it, for, like, you know... Even early this year, from like Japanese developers like Bandai Namco and all of that, yeah, like the Vita only went out of production early this year too. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, they really like it. Like um, Vita didn't do so well over here in America and that, but Japan kept it going. Same with the PSP. Yeah, and all of that stuff. They just prefer handheld consoles in general. I mm. guess it's it's not for any particular reason. They just like them better. I, I guess maybe. TV time is probably more denoted to um, family time. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then a lot of Japanese consumers also play uh, video games on their PCs as well. Like when they're in their room, they don't really... I mean, people... Uh, they do have TVs in their bedroom like a good chunk of the time. But I guess just with technology and all that, PC does a pretty big job there too. Hmm. I don't know. It's really strange. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, the, the the sales figures, it's hard to believe that even with an extra three years on top of it, that PlayStation's lost out. Yeah, it is, in, it is interesting as well. Like, news came out that Days Gone, like the recent Sony exclusive is like outsold like God of War and that over in Japan as well. Which is, you know, that was also really surprising because it was like, why, why is Days Gone, you know, it's like, you know, it's uh, based in America. It's about motorbikes and zombies and stuff. Why is that, like, so much more appealing than, like, other Sony first-party games? It's like, hmm, it's like a bit of a head-scratcher as well. Well, maybe with God of War, I could probably understand it. I feel I feel like even in a Western culture, we grew up with all these references to, like, Greek, Greek religion and all that, you know? Yeah, I can say that with God of War too, but it's just like a Norse religion. But with um with Days Gone, it's like it's selling really well. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's a zombie game. Yeah, it's just yeah, just another zombie game, and they're like cool. And ev- yeah. everybody understands zombies. Like, there's not a single person on planet Earth that doesn't understand zombies. Yeah, but I mean, there'll be, there'll be a few people with mythology, <laughs> <laughs> with with mythology and stuff. Uh, I, I guess it's just sort of like we as Westerners grew up with a lot of stuff that referenced mythology, like Hercules for example, mm. and a lot of us read the Odyssey in school, you know, um, there's, no, no, there's a shit ton of examples there, but uh, I, I guess maybe that's why, because Japan understands zombies more than they do Greek mythology, mm. I guess, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so the Switch has sold um, was it 8 million... Uh, one hundred thousand and twenty-five, six hundred and thirty-seven units. Where the uh, it's just ahead of the PlayStation Four at um, at uh, did I say six million? It was eight million. I don't know why I said six. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> the PlayStation Four is at eight million, and uh, yeah, just under the Switch basically. 
Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if like the PlayStation Four gets like a resurgence and like takes over again or whatever. But yeah, I'm not sure it will. When they become cheaper, they'll get a pretty big resurgence. But um, yeah, mm. I don't know. Yes, until then. Yeah, so we'll move on. Uh, Bryce, uh, last week Mario Maker got a big blowout. Its own direct seventeen minutes, just all dedicated to Mario Maker. Yep. Um, so we're not going to go through everything because this was a week ago. People have already, you know, you you guys have already checked it out and everything. But what did you what did you think of all the information that come out? Are, is this, did this make you more excited about the game, or are you sort of just like, oh, yeah, it's what I expected? Yeah. Well, I, I I've gone on record saying that plenty of times as well. Is that uh, Mario Maker would be good to see on the Switch, and I think it's probably just going to be a bit more of that. Plus, you know, some extra. Obviously, there's the added story mode or whatever where you've got to hmm. apparently rebuild Peach's castle, yeah. but. That looks really good. I'm happy that's there. Like it's it's not just like a bit of like a few levels. It's actually like something to actually like a engage you, engage yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I get that. But the the true purpose of Mario Maker in the end is for people to make their own custom levels. And like people have been doing this on PC ROM hacks for years, like Kaizo and etc. But it's just so convenient that you can just do it on a Nintendo console and share levels and stuff like that. And I think it's um, really good that hopefully this is just going to keep continuing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, with the death of the Wii U and Mario Maker being introduced on the Wii U, there was always that bit of worry of, mm, hopefully it doesn't just sort of die there because it was a really good community game. And that's what I mean about the software. It's just stuff like that yep. really really brought light to sort of Nintendo's better side. So it's good to see Mario Maker 2 hitting Switch. Um and I hope that, like, with time to come, maybe we'll see more. Um, and that the series sort of holds up. Because I think it's a really good community-sharing-based sort of system. Yeah. And, like, Mario Maker, like, on the Wii U, back in, like, 2014, that's when I didn't have the internet. So, like, same with Splatoon as well. I didn't get to, like, play as much as I would have liked. Yeah. So now, now it's on the Switch. I got good internet, etc. Um, I'm gonna like give it like a real good go. Good. Play lots of levels. Try and make some of my own. Because like uh, when we did we did that let's play like you know years ago when we did the Mario World levels. Oh yeah. And it was like basically like an introduction to all of like the real hardcore mechanics of Mario World, like what the speed runners might use and like all that stuff. Yeah. And I was just like blown away with like how intricate it all is. How uh. <laughs> how, yeah. how hard to pull off some of it is like you know doing hops off things and like going through doors that have no ledges underneath them and things like that yeah 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 and so, um, when Destiny 2 came out I listened to the uh, the Destiny community podcast and they were talking about stuff and I think I think someone like a reader or someone uh, brought up a question saying you know like no, it's too complicated it was like something along those lines and one of the guys on there said you know if it's too complicated go and play Mario like basically saying, you know, Mario's a baby's game. It's easy, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he's seen anything that's come out of Mario Maker or anything like that. Like, right? Even look, you've only got to look at Kaizo Bros to really see how friggin' intricate Mario can be. Mm. Like, I, I get the, I get that Mario is marketed as like a children's property or whatever, but with Mario Maker and things like it comes ways for people who are more veterans to the series to sort of introduce their own take into it and 
have some real yeah. fun, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there's there's always, like, when the game... I think the Game Grumps did, like, 70 episodes of Mario Maker. <laughs> 70. Yeah. And a lot of it was just raging at Ross's levels. Because <laughs> Ross is a sadistic bastard. Oh, yeah. I really remember, remember seeing them, yeah. So, you know, just, just even things like that. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to look very far to find a really hard old Mario level. You know, you can go download Kaizo or you can pick up Super Mario Maker and look at some of the harder levels on that. And Yeah. Yeah. You could be stuck on a level for hours. <laughs> um, yeah. And like it showed like the, the, uh, the, like the night mode where you can uh, like, and it has like different effects for all of the different um, styles. Yeah. So it has like zero gravity and like just cool things like that. And it changes the angry sun to, I guess, the happy moon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really like really interesting. And it's like there's so, there are so many options to uh, make awesome levels in this that just weren't in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what people bring up. And also uh, Super Mario 3D World, how that's its own separate mode. So if, if, uh, if you're making a game in one of the other styles and you want to swap, it just basically deletes your level and because the mechanics are so different in the uh, 3D world. Um, and it left a section that's, uh, that's open to another, I guess, style or set of mechanics. I was, just, I was just wondering, what do you think it could be? Do you think it could be like Mario Galaxy? Could it be like a, I guess, a, uh, a throwback to maybe one of the Game Boy games? I guess one of the Game Boy games would be similar to the other stuff though, but um, I'd love to see like Galaxy. I think that'd be cool with like the, the gravity stuff here. You could maybe use that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a cool idea, but I don't think they'd go that far complicated through a 3D Mario. That's the thing. Mm. And I mean, I know that 3D World sort of is a 3D Mario, but at the same time, it's, it follows the same sort of level scheme. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know. Super Mario Land? Yeah. I was thinking, like, it could be one of the Game Boy games, but then that would be, like, a very similar sort of in like the way its mechanics works and you could just like swap over the the pallets then yeah <laughs> um yeah no well i don't know i'm sure there's something i'm missing that would fit perfectly in that spot but i'm just not sure mm. Mm. Well, because, like, maybe they'll make something new maybe that like a um i think we'll see like that um, whatever it's going to be at E3, they'll reveal it there. Obviously. It'll just be Minecraft. There you go. A Minecraft. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. There you go. Just what we need. Yeah. It would be cool if they like they just have something brand new, which is like something like say like what like the Rayman art style. It's like a hand drawn thing. Like here you go. Here's a completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that'd be that'd be pretty sick. Just like a. Imagine a, if it was a Yoshi's Island one. Yeah, actually, I was thinking that as well. Like Yoshi's Island, that'd be awesome. How cool would that be? Yeah. Having a Yoshi Island maker sort of thing because it is technically the same sort, the same series. It's mm. just, it's the Mario series of platformers, yeah. just with a different character. Yeah, like Yoshi's Island, like the mechanics, but you're not playing as Yoshi. You still are Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Maybe. Yeah, I'd well, still I'd still like to be able to play as Yoshi. Though. Yeah. I don't know. I feel. I feel like there's like a. Lot I really of want Yoshi's Island. That'd thing. be sweet. Something, yeah, something hand drawn and just completely different, but looks different. Because yeah. even though, like, you put um, 3D World like on its side, it looks like New Super Mario Bros. To an extent. Yeah. Like, it would be cool to have something like really drastically different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and it goes to, like the online features and everything, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, 
what I do want to talk about is the uh, they've got the Invitational at E3. They uh, they announced that as well. Yeah. So alongside Super Smash Brothers and Splatoon, they're doing a Mario uh, Maker two thing in Magic there. So looking forward to seeing that. I really enjoyed it when they had it in the um the World Championships uh, you know a few years ago now. It yeah, was, it was really cool seeing it in that and all the uh, challenges they came up with and yeah, should be good. So yeah, looking forward to this game. So um, actually. Now, now I remember they uh, they brought out um, Switch vouchers as well. Did you look into these vouchers yeah. that, that were announced? It's basically just digital digital coupons that buy you two games for a little bit cheaper. Mm. Yeah, so this is like the most Nintendo thing ever. Instead of being like, all right, you remember you can have $10 off of Nintendo published games. Instead of just being like that. Yeah. But instead it's like, all right, so you've got to buy these two vouchers. So if you want you know, a discount on one game, We've got you. You've got to get two, <laughs> <laughs> and like it, it. And also, like you know, you're buying these uh, vouchers. You're pretty much getting the game for was it uh, Australian? It's sixty sixty five dollars each. No, a bit more than that. Yeah, sixty. It's like six, you, you save thirteen fifty a game basically yeah. if you buy these vouchers, and that's full price. And that's that's full price. But they've got like they've got options like one two switch and a few other games which are which work out um, less than these vouchers. Yeah, and I think like really, why are they offering those games as the vouchers? Like you can't gift to these; these aren't vouchers. Like Bryce, go and buy what you want, yeah. and you're like, oh, 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 cool, I'll buy one two switch. This is just me being like, I want to save some money, but then they offer one two switch, and there's like, a, there's a uh, what's it called? Um, ah, oh, that Square Enix game. What's it called? What was on DS? Uh, World ends with you. They have that, which is uh, less than like one of these coupons. Yeah, it's like why are they why are you doing that? That just seems like you're trying to get more for the game. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a bullshit system. Yeah. yeah, so like like I'll, I'll be I'll you know I'll use this obviously because it, it I'm I buy all my games on digital, but just for the fact that it's it's more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. Really, really, yeah. it should be an incentive. Like you know, you if you all remember, you get ten dollars off Nintendo published games. It should be that simple, really. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and like when we were talking about the uh, online service on the lead up to its launch, I was really hoping that you know this would be one of the options that you get you know money off games because then it would be really worth it to me. Um, but yeah, I guess it's, this is better than nothing at least. Like next next month, uh, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three and um, uh, Fire Emblem come out. Yeah. So you know you buy these vouchers and you're good for the month. And you know, next month it's uh, same thing again. Like, there's a fair few games coming out, so you'll get your money's worth. I think it'll be a yeah. pretty pretty big pass for me, to be honest. Mm. Like, I don't buy games digitally that often as it is, and when I do get them digitally, it's more than likely coming from like a code, a bonus code, or yeah, you know, a good example for that is like Bayonetta. Getting Bayonetta because you one. bought the first one. No, yeah, no, I bought the second Bayonetta. That's what I meant. So yeah, got got the got the first game for free. So it's just sort of like, yeah, I don't know. Is there really is there really much point in me caring about this sort of system at all? Like, I I get that it seems like they are really trying to push the console to be um, digital download heavy, mm. but for me, that's the indie games more than it is, you know, full blown first party published, yep. you know. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I just don't see the point in it at all. 
a lot of launch day prices sort of rack up to around about the same discount so it might not be digital you'll be getting it physical but yeah well especially here in australia like it doesn't seem like the deals in that are so much in the u.s but here you know you can get the game you know sometimes 30 dollars cheaper yeah if you look at the right place yeah, yeah. like it's, it's crazy for some of the games that come out just because of how high our price is to start off with but yeah yeah no like th- this is this is better than nothing this is a way for me to you know, get 13 dollars 50 off of each first party nintendo game it's just a bit more of a you've got to pay a bit if you only want one game you've got to pay for basically two at once yeah which you, is kind of annoying and you've got to have you know if you ha- if you don't have the money or you don't want to be spending the money and you've got like a you want to get one game and a pay the bills or whatever that week whatever it might be yeah it's a bit more of a a pain but yeah it's better than nothing so use it if it works for you i'll be i'll be using it from time to time you can have um you can have uh four lots at once so you can have eight coupons at once and they last for a year so just the idea of like stacking up like that many at once (laughs) and then going zip zap zop yeah that's a lot that's a lot of money just be like all right i'll buy eight (laughs) yeah and last of, last of all, as far as news goes, Bryce, uh, Katana Zero is now being classified in Australia. Yay. So, so round, round of applause. The uh, the government, they looked at it and said, you know what? It's not that bad. Come on. Get a grip, boys. And now, now it's coming out. So. Get a grip, boys. We've been allowing GTA, GTA on our store shelves for years yeah. where eight-year-old kids have been buying it. <laughs> They've been listening to like another, uh, like a, a couple of other Nintendo podcasts and they've been saying like, like it comes up in the thing saying oh you know it's coming out Katana Zero is coming out in Australia at the end of the month and they're, they're, everyone's like didn't it come out there already Why? what's going on <laughs> it's like no it didn't because it's got blood and swords oh no you can't mm. have that in your video game you can't you can't yeah what a shame yeah god it's a shame uh, so Bryce let's move on to a little bit of what we've been playing you've been playing a game you love very much it's on the mobile device, and it's not Dragalia Lost. You, you finally found your way out of Dragalia, so tell us a, tell us a bit about what you've uh, been playing on the the old mobile phone. I don't know whether to hit you for that statement or what. Yeah, well, you can if you like. There you go. <laughs> uh, so after uh, some little uh, leaks had gotten out finding out uh, what was the company Dina I think it was Dina I don't know D-E-N-A or something D-N-A you talking about D-N-A I guess so okay yep <laughs> D-N-A. I, I, I don't know I don't know the company too well that's yeah that's just kind of how I know by uh, but they come out with like their, their figures or something like that and then this Pokemon game for mobile was leaked and they're like oh my god there's a new Pokemon mobile game coming soon it turns out Australia got it first. It came out the other week under a shadow guise that just randomly went poof and into into existence again. And it was Pokemon Rumble Super Rush. Tell us about Pokemon Rumble Super Rush, Bryce. Pokemon Rumble Super Rush is a very, very boring game where you set your Pokemon to go, you tap Pokemon to attack them, uh, and... You can dodge roll sometimes if you want, but you can actually get away with just tapping the screen the entire game. Um, you know, the old, the old taparoo, eh? You have to yeah. try and find Pokemon on the map, and that usually requires you to have some sort of research thingy. Uh, 
once you've found a, a place that you can explore, you can enter it and just do the same thing consistently over and over and over again. And honestly, like the Rumble games in themselves were, were always sort of eh. You know, the, yeah. there was a free one on Wii U, if that says a lot. Yeah, I, I had the one on 3DS because our, when our, <laughs> this is when our target country was getting rid of games. Yeah. They had it They had it for like $15. I'm like, yeah, why not? 15 bucks for, yeah. for a 3DS game. And I think I played it for like half an hour. I'm like, this is, this is very just... It's very, very basic. It's not even bad. It's just like, this is really boring <laughs> yeah it's 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 stupid basic but like imagine that but on a mobile platform and it's even more basic yeah they're taking like stuff out of it uh, from its mechanics yeah that that and just like it's like an auto scroller and you tap your enemy every now and then it's not there's no there's no like as far as i can tell so far there's no there's no skill really involved or anything it's just like oh watch out this this ratata is using tackle but it's okay because you probably can't dodge it anyway Hmm. and even if you did it's just going to do the same thing over again you hit it twice and it's dead you eventually make your way to the boss you beat the boss by tapping it a bunch of times the end yeah it it is so it is so pokemon rumble (laughs) that it it outbeats any other pokemon rumble and at being pokemon rumble it's really boring okay What's the uh, what's the collection aspect like? You know, the combat's not so much fun, but what's it like? You know, collecting the figures and that. It's like, hey, you wanna you wanna find you wanna find Pokemon to recruit in your team, catch them throughout the map. It's like, okay, so you get introduced to this world map, and then it's just like, oh, here's these things you can use them. They're like research, research tokens or some shit, and then basically you give it a map. You tap a place on the map, and then you get a location. Mm. So if you if you tap if you tap a part of a forest, for example, you might get a Caterpie. And Caterpie might be the main focus of that forest. Or you, if you tap the other side of that same very forest, you might find yourself, oh, hey, look, there is Zapdos there or some shit. Like, get all that forest Zapdos. It, it's just, I, I played two maps of it and then I just immediately was like, nope. There's, there's two other Pokemon games on the mobile platform that are far better and I would rather spend investing my time in than Mm. Pokemon Rumble Rush. It is really, really, really just Pokemon Rumble, but even more Pokemon Rumble than Pokemon Rumble was. It is incredibly boring. I'm sure there are people out there that'll like collecting their mini chibis that never had the Wii U version, which was free, by the way. It Mm. was free. Uh, or the 3DS version, which is again cheap as anything. No, it was when Target was closing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd imagine it'd still be now because it's Pokemon Rumble. Um, it really is. It really is just not fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. so, so not recommended by yourself. As far as I'm concerned, it's mostly free to play, and uh, like, I'm okay with that. That's alright. I'm sure that they had fun working on it and all that stuff, but I reckon I probably enjoyed the Magikarp game more. <laughs> and how long yeah. did that last? How long did that last realistically? Yeah, not long, no. Not long, but a lot of yeah. people were training their Magikarp. Yeah. So a that, shit ton of yeah. people were training their Magikarp. So that that was quite fun. That was just like a bit, like real silly, just you know, m- very mobile mobile game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And that was really fun. I don't really get that vibe with Pokemon Rumble. Uh, Rumble Rush 
I mean, the two major Pokemon games at the moment are... And I, I recommend both of them to a degree. I have had my problems with Go, but most of you would have played Go by now. You would yeah. know what to expect. And obviously, that is a game you can invest a lot of time in. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. The other one is Pokemon Duel, which is a, recre- a recreation of the uh, Pokemon training figure game which is completely extinct now. Like, you can't buy it in any physical form whatsoever because yeah. I would imagine it would have cost a shit ton of money to make. Let's be real here. Figures figures like cards, That's that seems like a, you know, real... Uh, no thanks. Yeah, especially for the amount of Pokemon that there, that there are. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Pokemon, Pokemon Duel is really fun. Uh, in itself, it it teaches it teaches the basics of the original figure training game, and you know you play that game except it's digital, and that's cool. I think that's great. Uh, I had fun when I played that. I've only played like five to eight hours of it, but I actually enjoyed that. This, I, yeah, I, I don't know what happened here. Everybody was hyped, and then all of a sudden it was Pokemon Rumble, and then it was like within a week. It was <laughs> within a week. Hype, hype, power, oh, cool. You know, we're going to see another Pokemon Go. Yeah. I, I, I woke up, I saw um, saw an article from Vooks about it saying brand new Pokemon mobile game. I looked at it, Pokemon Rumble. I'm like, okay, put my, put it back down. And yep. I didn't hear about it at all ever again. I don't think anyone really picked it up and played it apart from... Because I, I wanted to get it. And uh, then you sent me a message about lunchtime or something say, yeah, this game's not very good. That's no, it, pretty much. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It's incredibly <laughs> boring, not fun. Just don't bother. Mm. You know, it, it, it's with with so many great Pokemon games already on mobile. I don't know why anybody would pick Rumble Rush over any any of the other ones, yeah. and that includes Magic Carp Splash. There's three on the pro- <laughs> there's three on the platform. Four if you count um, Pokemon Quest. Yeah, well, wouldn't you count Quest? Well, I mean, it was on Switch as well. You could count it as a Switch game, I guess. But mm. it, it's just sort of like... that. That's... Of all the things you could pick, you know, the, there's five games and you're going to pick Pokemon Rumble. I just... I don't think... No. <laughs> no. 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 No, I'm just... I, I, I don't know. It, it it was a complete head spin when it came out because I'm just like, oh, great. Here we go. You know? So I, I, I did. I tried to put my heart into it and say... Okay, let's give this a crack. I played two things of it. I'm like, if this is the game, I don't want in. <laughs> if this is the game, I don't want in. Yeah, no, fair enough. So many more interesting yep. Pokemon games. Yeah, well, play it. Uh, keep playing uh, Pokemon Go. Go for a run. Throw your balls at the monsters that aren't there. The one I like most is probably Pokemon Duel, if I'm honest. Pokemon Duel is a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah. That was one of, like, that's one of those games I haven't, I haven't really... I've tried it a little bit, but I sort of... Heard about the microtransactions. I'm like, yeah, oh, sort of shied away from it a little bit just because of that. But yeah, but you can if you're in it just to play for the story, the story sort of elements, then it's not too bad. Okay, yeah, you know, mm. it, like Fire Emblem Heroes. If you're in it just for that, you don't have to spend a shit ton of money or anything like that. You don't have to spend money at all if you don't really want. But I want a shiny Tyranitar. <laughs> no, you can hunt a shiny Tyranitar, but I'm not paying for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anything else you've been playing on Switch anything um, in particular well uh, a brief word on Swords of Ditto mm-hmm. just a brief one um, I have actually done some playing of the game now and uh, it's pretty good I'm enjoying it 
for the most part. I feel like it might be a little bit sluggish in comparison to Zelda, which is the thing that they made the main draw in comparison to. Mm. Well, as in like combat? Yeah, combat wise. I feel like you move around the map really slowly, which makes it feel a little less engaging. The enemies move slowly. They don't really, at the moment, they don't seem to pose a ton of threat to me at least. Um, Because I haven't really been following the story or anything like that. I've just been exploring. Yeah. Uh, it's very beautiful, by the way. Like, it's a very, very pretty oh, crafted game. Yeah, it's so well animated and everything. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. And, like, the, I think the point of it is supposed to be, like, uh, Mormo is, has turned our reality and age into a dystopian sort of society mm. through cursing the land sort of thing. And uh, it is it is fun. And I do enjoy the concept of, you know, roguelikes being your sort of main draw. I feel like it's a light roguelike. I don't think it's as punishing as... No. ...what most are. Have you died many times? uh, Once once at the start where you're scripted to die and then once after that. Right, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel as punishing as most roguelikes, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But the point of roguelikes as well is to die and then improve and then die and then improve mm. as time goes on and you never end up sort of staying with the same character. <laughs> it just it just feels so harsh in this one because like so much time uh, goes between each death. Yeah. So when you die and like you come back, uh, say, 100 years later, you're like, oh, God, I feel bad because 100 years of uh, no one fighting this great evil. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas it's not like... um. Say like one of the other games where you know you jump straight back as like a someone else. Yeah, like exactly. Quickly, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, Rogue Legacy was sort of like that. It was like they had your descendants. Somebody yeah. died, and then you died. Yeah, then your descendant took over, and you mm. know you inherit from whatever your parent was before you. Um, yeah, inherit some of their unique ability and all that stuff. And I mean, this is sort of the same, except you just get all your gear back. Yeah. Um, you got to go and find yourself. Yeah, 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 you go find yourself, but you get all your gear back and you don't have mm. to worry too much about it and then you just move on, keep going. Um, but with Rogue Legacy and games like that, it is more punishing if you choose like an air that's not suited for the way you want to play because mm. then you're sort of stuck with that line until you finish the game. You you optimally want to have um, sort of your route sort of planned in Rogue Legacy. Whereas with this, it's sort of just like you pick up your stuff and you keep going. Yeah, which which is which is good. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that too. So um, yeah, no 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 need to have a ton of pre planning. Uh, yeah, sort of that that trip on the way back to yourself, like you know, that's a bit nerve wracking. Depending on where you died, if, yeah. Like if you're in a dungeon or something, it's like oh god, <laughs> like oh, yeah, you've got to yeah. go back to the dungeon. But if you're in the overworld somewhere and you're not, it's not too hard to get back to. It's like all right, you know, you gotta you gotta think about it because you know you don't have all your all your good stuff with you, but no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I like how at the start of the game too, it sort of like it, it shows you like what it's like to be powerful with like your weapons and all that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it gives you like yeah. pretty much like a big array right off the bat. Yeah, because before before I knew it was like a a rogue like I like I had the boomerang and everything. I'm like, holy crap! They give all this stuff to you straight away. Awesome. Then you know, the story goes on. You die. You're like. Ah, oh, oh, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> and then you find out it's a rogue. Like you're like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Especially it was so frustrating because I had like, I finished the dungeon. I had like half a heart left. I'm like, all right, well, I'll go and, get, I'll go and find some health. I'm like <laughs> hitting all these bushes, nothing there. 
hitting, killing enemies, nothing there. Then I just did like one step wrong, got a bit too close with my sword. He like clipped my hand. I died. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there goes a hundred years worth of progress. Oh, no. Oh, well. <laughs> maybe ne- maybe the next hundred years, eh? Maybe the next sort of ditto will, will go on yeah. and beat this, beat this Mormo of ours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's really fun. Uh, I'm not sure what it's priced on the eShop though. Yeah, it's uh, twenty two fifty. Twenty two fifty is not too bad. Yeah, that's no, pretty good. It's not too bad, yeah. especially with I... like all the extra content it's come with now. Yeah. Um, since the update, that's come to other consoles and that as well. But yeah, mm. I would I would say like if you were if it, if it's sort of piqued your interest and you've had a look and you're sort of into it, uh, when it goes on sale would be the best time to buy it. As with most games, by oh, the way. Of course, yeah. Um, but twenty two fifty. If if you really can't wait to sort of jump into it, twenty two fifty is not a bad price. Oh no, like it, for sorts of Ditto. quite a length, like quite a lengthy game too. It like, is. I, yeah. I haven't finished it or anything, but no. But yeah. it, it's it's very pretty. There's a lot to do. Obviously, you've only got to look at the overworld to see that there's a bunch of little secrets hidden here yeah. and there, and you need specific items for. And again, it is a Zelda like sort of adventure, meaning that. You're going to have to go through a lot of trials yeah. and tribulations before you, you reach do, the end. You do have a time limit too, don't you? I'm not. Good question. I'm not too sure. I remember reading. I remember reading like an NPC saying like you know you've, you know you've got a certain amount of days or time or whatever. I can't remember now because it has been a couple of weeks since I've, uh, yeah, jumped into it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember that aspect actually. Hmm. Because because a lot of my time was like oh yeah I, I beat I beat the intro sequence and then sort of went off and explored the place I didn't really go much further than that yeah um but yeah like I, I spent a lot of time sort of encountering enemies that I could either you know kill or not kill mm. or run away from and <laughs> you know just stay away stay away you're like go away I need health yeah exactly like, like I felt like I had so many potions and I was just like oh yeah use it use it then I just ran out and I was like all right I need more. I could not find any. I was getting them all the time and I just ran out. (laughs) (laughs) Then when you need them the most. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sad violin. Yeah. Then I I changed from dark hair to blonde hair. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh." Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder who was my wife in that time to have a a different coloured bloody hairstyle. (laughs) Maybe maybe they died it when they were eight and now they're ten and who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, so you got to ask the important questions as far as a... your offspring goes. Oh yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. You do a question. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I I think twenty two fifty is a pretty fair fair price for it. Uh I'm really enjoying it so far. I think it does have those little Zelda like tendencies. Again, the combat's sort of a little bit sluggish, but when you're used to playing Zelda you feel like you're faster, I guess. Mm. That's just a different type of game. I I really like it is, it is a different type of game, but at the same time it, it holds similarities. Mm. And I mean that's what they're marketing it as, so I can't really go against them on that because they're not wrong. It is it is sort of oh, the market it as that because it's on Switch and people are very aware of what what a Zelda type game is. Yeah, but yeah, do they're still marketing it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so big shout out to uh, Devolver Digital for sending codes to that to us as well. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let us check and, out your game. Yeah, and Doug Johns who uh, provided the codes from Devolver, Devolver Digital. Who uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 So that's what I've been doing on my Switch anyway. Oh, uh, one last thing, I guess. Quick shout out. Um, but I already talked about it last week. Um, I did a review for Final Fantasy XII of the Zodiac Age. Mm. Uh, it is my first review in four years. So 
please go easy on me because it's been a long time since I wrote <laughs> and a lot of my writing was done late at night because that's like the best time for me to write. Um, it is up on dashgamer.com. Uh, so I'm not even sure if the House Mario account's retweeted it yet. Oh, I don't think it has. I don't no. think it have. So you better retweet it tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Sorry, Dash. Jeez, I don't yeah, think see, have. look, listen yeah. to this asshole. No, well, I've, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just a outright menace <laughs> but uh, long story short with that one uh, read the review if you want my full opinion yeah. but I had a lot of fun with Final Fantasy 12 uh, and uh, well Final Fantasy 12 TZA I should probably say because yeah. <laughs> uh, it is it is it is different than the original Western release yeah. um, and I do want to thank Bandai Namco for sending uh, us co- uh, sending me and Dash codes for that anyway so if they ever come across here, then they know that they send that to us because mm. they were distributing the game for Square Enix in Australia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you to them. Yeah. So if you want to read Bryce's review, review on dashgamer.com, go and check it out in the show notes below. There'll be a link to that. Yes. Yes. And uh, is that, is that uh, as far as what you've been playing? Is yes. It? Yeah. yeah. It's been a very big review week for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you had the yeah, yeah. You I bought Crafted World, but I've only played like a level of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Amongst the other things that I've had to play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, last night I uh, picked up Team Sonic Racing. I was I, like, I was thinking about buying it, and I look like I checked out like a couple of reviews and that, and that, you know, it's gotten quite good reviews. And on the Australian eShop, it's sixty dollars, so it's a bit cheaper than a normal, you know, full price game. Yeah. So I'm like, oh well, yeah, well, sixty bucks. I'm quite happy and. Because I, I I was really after like a like a kart racer where you know I can progress, unlock things. Like I've already done all in Mario Kart. Yeah. In Mario Kart, all I've got left is basically online and multiplayer, really with people, um, which is still great, obviously. But I wanted like a a new kart racer to sort of dive into, and um, the other sumo digital Sonic racing games were really good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I, did- I can't deny they're bad games. Yeah, uh, they. Yeah, I yeah. can't deny they're good games. We 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 knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but this I've only I've probably played about an hour of it just while I was waiting for Bryce to come over to record this. Yeah, so I won't have like in depth uh, thoughts about it until next week when I play a bit more. But uh, from what I've played, I really like it. Um, um, obviously playing it on Switch. On Switch, it's uh, it runs at thirty frames per second, opposed to other consoles where it's sixty. Yeah. Um, but as as far as what, what I can tell from graphic, uh comparisons and that like it looks pretty similar so if you're worried about graphics on the switch that you know it looks pretty similar it's a cartoony you know game so the switch it holds up quite well on weaker hardware but um i guess i guess the uh the hook of this game it's all it's all team based um there is like a a, a mode that is single player where you can just you know ra- do normal races and try and win by yourself but yeah all the items and all the mechanics are based around teamwork which at first, when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, you know, the, the, you know, you've got teams in Mario Kart, but you know, that's just you're still racing for yourself, and at the end, your team, like all your points get put together. It's like, oh, cool, that you team know. won. Yeah, that yeah. team won. But none of the items or the mechanics are sort of revolving around that. It's just like a bit of a extra thing they've put in there. Yeah. But with this game, like all the items and everything's um, revolving around it. So, for example, uh, like it's teams of three, and there's twelve races, so there's four teams all up, and uh, there's like items which uh, do like a trail behind them and they allow and you can like boost on them to sort of catch up and go past them I think it's called like the slingshot or something so you can like drive in their trail get boost and go past them right yeah and uh, there's like rockets shields you know 
stuff you could compare to Mario Kart, you know, the rockets are like uh, green shells, then like the red rockets are like red shells. Yeah. <laughs> then there's like this, there's even like a blue item, which is a, uh, like, you know, like a blue shell. Then there's, um, I think it's just called, there's an item called the blue box, which is like a, you know, fake item box. Yeah. And the funny thing, I guess I just thought about it now, like, you know, you got the fake item box, which is, you know, it's trying to, a decoy to make people go into it and crash. Where's this? It's it's a it's a box, but the way you get the items, you don't actually get them through boxes. So I don't really get that. It's just like a blue box you put there, but it's not a decoy because it's not actually trying to make trick you into thinking that that's where you get your item. That's a bit strange. Yeah, that that is a bit strange. I don't know if that's like a thing from a Sonic game. It might be like I got no idea. Yeah, but there's a there's a lots of different characters and they've got, they've got different um. I guess abilities or different uh different types there's like there's a speed type a technical type and a power type yeah so you know your speed type's obviously faster your technical has got you know b- better drifting and better handling and your and your powerful ones like you know they're, they're uh, i can knock you off the road without yeah. and even the, lifting my pinky finger yeah and the power one i played is bigs the cat he oh god yeah <laughs> i d- i didn't really like the power one it seems like way too slow and just whatever like even in mario kart i'm not a big heavy character guy anyway nah yeah Yeah. so yeah. I think I think I like the technical one I played as Silver yep. um, it, he was fun he was fun to play as his uh, drifting was quite good yeah and like and a few of the mechanics like when you're starting the races instead of like you know with Mario Kart it goes 1, 2 then you hold it then 3 and that's how you get your boost on this one you've got to press the accelerator on 1, 2 and 3 to get the maximum amount of boosts and yep. if, you, if you muck up the timing, you know, you lose your boost and you don't get your boost at the start of the race. Yeah. And I thought that was that was quite good. And also, like, you hold the trigger in for your accelerator, like a normal, like a racing game on, you know, like a yeah, normal Yeah, which is racing. what you want, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I'd want Mario Kart to sort of go in that direction where you're just holding the trigger. I guess it's, you've been playing Mario Kart for so many years, just holding an A, mm-hmm. but it's, it's hard to know whether you'd prefer it going to um, the actual... <laughs> trigger yeah. or not but yeah yeah I feel you probably wouldn't make much difference just whatever nah. you get used to yeah 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 so um was it L- left is drift and uh right is accelerate and you can like flick the stick to do tricks and unlike unlike tricks in Mario Kart you can actually fail the like the trick so if you like you do a flip and you land on your roof like it, you'll you'll lose your rings and you'll slow down right okay. so you've actually got like got to actually it's not just like Hit a trick, get a boost, yay. You've actually got to land it right. Yeah. Which I, I quite enjoy when I was playing it. Like, And when you do, like, you can do, like, back or forward, and it does different, like, it handles differently to flicking it left and right. Like, if you flick left or right off of a jump, you actually, like, move to the left or the right, and it can help you, like, maneuver through traffic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just my first impressions, it's, it's quite, I'm quite impressed with it. Like, it's going to be, there's, there's heaps of stuff to do. There's a story mode which uh, I only play like one level just to see what it's all about. But basically has Sonic and his friends, like, you know, there's some silly story and that it's got, it's fully voice acted. And it's just like JPEGs pop, popping up and then it's into the race. Then, you know, JPEGs popping up, talking about it, then into the next race. And it's sort of like set up like a world map. You just go along and complete them all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it would be like a decent distraction, like the story mode. I think it'll be fine. I don't, it's, it's nothing like uh, Diddy Kong Racing or Crash Crash Team Racing when you're actually driving around and all that. Fun fact. Yes. Thanks to uh, the Sonic Racing series, Banjo and Kazooie, well, 
technically oh, that's right. just yeah. Banjo, yeah. has now been kicked out of two kart racing games series. Yeah, I forgot he was in the... Because yeah. he got kicked out yeah. of Diddy Kong Racing uh, in the remake because he became a Microsoft asset. And with uh, Sonic Racing, he was in the Xbox version. Yeah. But ever since that. then, he's been kicked out of every <laughs> sequel. <laughs> Poor Banjo. Mm. It just came to my attention when you mentioned Diddy Kong Racing just then. I'm thinking yeah. of like... Because I used to play as Banjo all the time in Diddy Kong Racing for obvious reasons. Mm. And then I was like thinking about it. I'm like, wait, wasn't he also in Sega Sega Racing, whatever the fuck it was called? Back <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. was the original version of that. Sega game. All-Star Racing. Yeah, which was the original version of that Sonic yeah. racing game. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, poor Banjo. Mm. I hope he makes it to Smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like all the team stuff I think it's going to be really interesting like once you, I get used to the items and mechanics and that like sort of the yeah. team play you can use I think it's going to be really cool like if like you got someone ahead and you're actually communicating with them like you know you can drop your slingshot so you get the boost you go past them you use like your item and you can, you can actually I don't know how you do it but um, I noticed the NPCs were doing it to me they can actually give you items you can swap items amongst you Right. So if someone's ahead of you and you've got the slingshot, which is going to be useless for you for like for the whole team, you can give it to them. They use it, then it pushes you up, yep. and it boosts you and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, this is actually quite good because pretty yeah, smart. Yeah. yeah, like I said, like initially when I was like, oh, it's all team racing. Like I don't know if I will like that because in Mario Kart, the team racing is just kind of meh. But this is all based around it. Yeah. Even to the point when you're playing solo, when you're doing like the the mode where you're just racing by yourself it feels like so so bland yeah yeah because obviously the mechanics aren't built for that but yeah yeah so yeah looking forward to it if anybody else has this on switch hit me up and we'll play some online and get used to it together yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure why not yeah no it's pretty cool like for for 60 dollars at launch in australia i think that's quite good that is pretty good yeah because yeah. i was thinking like because on the, on the lead up to it coming out i'm like 80 dollars i'm like oh I might pay eighty dollars, but oh god, it's got to be pretty good, like a pretty good racer for eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I was a bit worried about the thirty frames per second because Mario Kart, you know, used to looking at that at sixty. Yeah. On the Switch. Yeah. But you know, it it, it looks fine. It, look, it looks good. Yep. So yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Glad you're enjoying it. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can uh, play as my bigster cat, and I can have a great time. Where's Froggy? Where's Froggy? I don't know. Who's Froggy? Oh my god. You really need to play 06. Oh wait, no, that was Adventure 2. Yeah. Do I have to? Do I really need to? I mean, yeah. Do I need to know who Froggy is? I just yeah, asked. Yeah, it's a, it's a frog. It swallowed a Chaos Emerald, okay? That was the point of the frog. Ooh. So the entire arc of playing Bigs the Cat in Sonic Adventure 2 was trying to fish up Froggy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it was some of the most. Think, it was some of the most infuriating content in a video game ever, and you have only got to watch Game Grumps reruns to see why. Okay. Is that is that how you experienced it? You just watched um, it? Online? No, I, I actually did play it you and did? I gave yeah. up on that shit pretty quickly. Yeah, okay, for uh, obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't know because I never even looked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I should put down a uh, Team Sonic Racing. And maybe get some backstory on that. Sonic Adventure. Yeah, Sonic Adventure. One, one, two, three, four, five, six. Play the whole series, all ten of them. I don't know how many there are. You you can do City Escape. 
Yeah. Rolling around at the speed yeah. of sound. Actually, that's another thing. The music is quite good in the game too. Uh, they, it is in most Sonic games. Yeah, because Sonic games have good music. They, they do. They have good music because there's just like trashy teenager. Yeah. yeah. 90s music and it's great. But yeah. it's also like, oh God. Oh, it's bringing back the cringe nerves. Oh. Mm. You know. So Bryce, you reckon we should wrap up the show? Uh, yeah, I think it'd probably be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everybody... Yes. <laughs> Everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Murray, episode 98. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter or keep up with the show, Bryce, where can they find you? At IV Revan. And you can find me at iDruby and the show at The House of Mario. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on iTunes. And if you uh, really enjoyed us and you want to hear more, uh, why not subscribe on your podcast player of choice? Yeah, yeah, yes. do that. Yeah. Sounds like a smart idea. Yeah. And if you're interested in joining our community, there's a link to our Discord in the show notes. Discord. Discord, though. And, of course, we are part of the 8-Bit Collective, a bunch of podcasters from mainly Australia coming together to put some good quality... Sausage rolls in your ears. Sausage rolls in your ears. I don't know if I like the idea of a sausage roll in my ear. Is Is it straight out the oven? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Nice and warm. Oh, a warm sauce. Like wearing earmuffs, except it's inside your ears too. Mm. Does it have tomato sauce on it? Yes. Oh, extra 20 cents. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, 8-Bit Collective. Go and check everyone else out, 8-Bit.net. <laughs> <laughs> and Bryce, let's, uh, let's queue up the N- Nintendo jukebox this week. The Nintendo. It is a Mario Kart Rainbow Road for orchestra Ooh. by <laughs> Walt Ribeiro. Walt Ramiro. Mmm. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah, so... I'll take your word on it. Thank you. Very much. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.